Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire young women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Welcome to the opening segment called Getting to Know You. Original, I know. And today I'm going to ask Tami three questions. Here we go. If you could take only three items to a deserted island, what would you take? Ooh, I would take I would take my husband. Yeah, good option. <laughs> and I'd take my children because I can't live without them. Wait, do they count as one though? <laughs> oh no. Can oh you, no. You've got three. Oh no, that means I have to leave one behind. <laughs> you are the weakest, you stay. <laughs> All right, so I'll just take my children. (laughs) I hope my husband doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Best place you've been in the world? The best place I've been in the world is definitely Turkey, although I don't think you probably want to go there now, but Turkey was always my favourite place because I think there's great things about every country I've been to, but Turkey was the one place that I just loved absolutely everything about it, the people, the food, the culture, the things to see, the history that's there, and there's no line-up to see any of it. It's not like Italy. I was going to say, I've never even thought about going there. Yeah, yeah, Turkey's fabulous but wait a few years until it's safe again hopefully (laughs) and then final question is what was your dream job as a child my dream job as a child was to be a midwife which was what I am so yeah (laughs) do you want to share a bit of your journey with us so far yeah I'd love to I'm the third eldest of eight children. So as you can probably imagine, I grew up in a noisy, somewhat chaotic, but a very loving home. For a large part of my childhood, our family was very poor. We moved around a lot, and although this was quite unsettling, my parents tried to make our lack of money as fun and as adventurous as possible. My mum and dad never allowed our station in life to weigh us down, but rather they worked hard, provided every opportunity for us, and always tried to bless others with what little we did have. Looking back now, I can identify three traits that have been deeply ingrained in me from my childhood. The first is an interpersonal relationship with Jesus and a dependence upon him for all I need. The second is a great love for daring adventures and for living life courageously. And funnily enough, but a real indifference towards money has meant that God was able to ask me to work in some very impoverished conditions and it didn't frighten me to drop everything and go. I gained my initial nursing degree and then went on to specialize in midwifery and eventually in intensive care nursing. I began to look at what God had placed in my hands, what he'd entrusted me with and just how I could use these things in order to bless others. I spent a decade living, working and travelling in over 30 different countries and a lot of these were a little off the beaten track. I worked in the remote outback of Australia, flew with flying doctors, worked in Aboriginal communities. I trekked and I smuggled translated Bibles into communist countries and I spent a few years working in a war-torn countries of West Africa on the hospital ship the Anastasis, which is part of the Mercy Ship Organisation. You do not receive a wage. In fact, every crew member pays to work on board. So after a few years, I returned home with the plan to make some more money and returned to West Africa. But God had a different plan for me. I met my husband Ian working in the intensive care unit back here on the coast. I didn't have much when I met him. In fact, the only thing I owned was a motorbike, which I loved <laughs> and rode everywhere. And he made me sell it. <laughs> what, like roll in reverse. <laughs> yeah. as any good intensive care specialist would make his wife do I guess so now we've been blessed with three gorgeous sons they're all under the age of four so I guess you can say I'm living a whole new uncharted adventure 
today you're going to talk to us about a topic that you really felt God put on your heart to talk about, and that's going to be... Talking about using what God has placed in your hands to use. Awesome. Why do you think this is an important topic in today's society? Well, I really wanted to talk a little bit today about the idea of using the things that God has placed in our hands in order to bless others. I believe that this is a really important topic in today's society because so many of us buy into the lies that we can only be useful to God when we've got our lives completely together have a lot of money or resources behind us or the right qualifications or even perhaps once we have a spouse alongside us. But when we look at the examples provided for us in the Bible, God just asks us to be obedient, to step out in faith, utilizing the things that is already entrusted to us and equipped us with right now. If there are things that we require further along in our journey, then God is faithful to provide if and when we're in need. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a big one I think for a lot of women as well is waiting for a spouse before they think they can do anything. Yes, I just know that that's been a big thing with a lot of friends. And, and people I know that have almost been paralyzed in fear mm. to do anything by themselves. So they just keep thinking, once I have someone alongside me, then I can step out. Yeah. What's God's perspective on this topic of using what he's given us? There's this great interaction in the Bible that takes place between God and Moses on Mount Horeb. Moses is overwhelmed because God has called him to the monumental task of leading the Israelites out of captivity. And all Moses can focus on is his inadequacies, his weaknesses, and why he's the wrong man for the job. God lets him finish, and then he simply says to him, what is that? in your hands. One of the reasons I just love this beautiful vignette is because Moses was raised as a privileged prince of Egypt. He had everything you could possibly imagine at his disposal and yet God chooses to use him once he's lost everything and he's standing in the desert 40 years later with a shepherd's staff in his hands. We may not think that we have very much that God can use but Moses had a shepherd's staff and he ended up using that same staff to perform these miraculous signs and wonders in front of the unbelieving and he ended up shepherding the Israelites to the promised land. Peter had a fish rod and became a fisher of men. David had a small sling and became a giant slayer. Mary had an alabaster vase of perfume. The widow had a handful of flour and some oil and the young boy had five loaves and two fish. What's some experience you've had or that you've heard from other people's stories about using what God's given them? I'm continually inspired by the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things mm. to help others. I think when you read the headlines today, it can be really easy to become um, depressed and overwhelmed with the state of this world. I remember reading a beautiful quote by Fred Rogers many years ago that helped me to change my perspective on this world. He said this, When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, Look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So as an encouragement today to your listeners, I really wanted to share just a few examples of the people that I know that are out there using what they have in their hands to help mm. others. Just just simple things, are things that they're passionate about. I have a friend here on the Gold Coast, for example, who just loves anything to do with coffee. Yes. <laughs> She's just extraordinary love for coffee and um, she's a barista and so she just bought a, a coffee machine and she goes out she has a real heart for the homeless and she just goes out and simply just serves God's people and talks to them she's actually even now been able to use her barista skills mm. to teach those skills to the homeless people and she's helping them to get jobs as baristas yeah she's doing wonderful work I have a friend from New York that started a charity called Charity Water and before he was a Christian he ran events and parties for the rich and famous in New York so when he became a Christian he felt like all he had was this contact book full of 
thousands of names of rich and famous people. He's used them now to run parties and events and to raise literally millions and millions of dollars to bring clean water to the really poor people of this world. And I have a friend in Florida that just loves making short films and documentaries and he started his own studio there called Studio Say So that's now winning a lot of awards and just doing short films and documentaries on really inspiring stories. And as an encouragement to you as well, I think it's a great example of what you're doing. <laughs> You've got this great voice and the, you know, this, this equipment and, and you're using it to bring inspiration to women through your podcast and I really wanted to encourage you as well because Thank I think you. what you're doing is wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. So on this topic of using what's in our hands, do you have any inspirational stories or quotes? I do, yeah. I'll share a story with you. God has this really playful nature and he's got great comedic timing. Mm -hmm. And when I received your email to ask if I would talk on a topic today, I was actually scribbling away on a story that I've been working on. The chapter that I was working on at the exact time your email came through is entitled The House of Cards and Crackpots. It's about using the things that God has placed in our hands and the chapter accounts the following story. In 2006, I was nursing in Liberia in West Africa. Now, Liberia was just coming through 14 years of brutal civil war that had seen 250,000 people slaughtered and close to 1 million people displaced from their homes and families. A friend and I were driving across the city of Monrovia to a well digging project when our Land Rover broke down. A man approached us and asked if we'd like to take shelter from the intense West African heat while we waited for help. We were astonished to discover that he lived up the top of a tree in a room that was held together by thousands of pieces of bric-a-brac. Cards, photographs, postcards, tricycles, books, you name it. It was his walls and his roof held together like a tapestry. We stood in that room just overwhelmed. There was literally thousands of things to see and I, I'm sure my mouth was open <laughs> the whole time because I was just looking at these faces and these things from this man's life and as we started to talk to him about how he came to live in such an incredible home he told us the following story and I'll never forget what he said he, he said something like this early on in the war the soldiers destroyed my home as I stood there looking at the ruins I thought that the rebels had destroyed everything I had but then I began to see things lying in the ruins I took them and I began to build I'd always dreamed of living in a treehouse so I took what I had left in my hands and I began to build. I built a sanctuary for my friends to come in the midst of the war. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? There's this wonderful contemporary translation of 1 Peter 4.10 that says this, Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. So use your gift well. Or, as someone else puts it, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. There seems to be a lot of trend coming through at the moment with the podcast of using what you have, like using your gifts, which I love because it's obviously something that God's put on our hearts is that we need to use what we have. I was aware of that when I decided to talk on this topic Mm. today. I thought, oh, but it has been used. But I really did feel this nagging of God on my heart to say, no, I want you to use what's... Mm in your hands what's right in front of you I don't think that there was any coincidence that that your email came through at that exact time and then when I prayed about it I had a real urging on my heart that it's obviously like you see in the Bible when there's a topic that's talked about over and over mm. God really wants you to get it yes. you know he will he will repeat himself if yeah. you're not quite getting it so perhaps you know there's probably something that God really wants us to understand we may think that we're ordinary but he's an extraordinary God and he can use us in great ways if we just allow him to 
thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me and thanks for letting me share a little bit of my story. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. I hope Tami's story has been an encouragement and an inspiration to you this episode as you think this week how you can use what God has put in your hands to bless those around you. For additional encouragement and inspiration, you can follow us on Instagram at Her Daily Drive. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.